Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for tuning in today to the Digital Marketing Podcast and Video Series, where we talk about digital marketing tactics to help grow your business. Today, I'm super excited to share with you guys how to place ads on Hulu, the ultimate guide to flights, targeting, and ad spend on probably one of the most popular premium streaming video platforms right now. I mean, there's no doubt that many Americans have really just found themselves in a budget crunch. Uh, they're tired of paying overinflated prices for cable television, and thus the term cable cutters, cord cutters, uh, has become a household thing. So, you know, for those of you who may or may not be aware, um, you know, Hulu is a streaming video platform. Uh, they have three offerings. You can uh, sign up for a minimum $5.99 a month. Uh, on that platform, you are served ads. You can select the no ads uh, um, platform, or you can go with live TV. Um, and, and those prices scale up from here. Um, but I think the the interesting um, sort of statistics, if you look at it, uh, is there's about a 70 to 30 split when it comes to, you know, subscribers who are agreeing to the uh, with ads platform. I mean, at six bucks a month, I mean, that's cheaper than, you know, having lunch at, you know, your favorite uh you know, drive-through Chick-fil-A or, or, or even, uh, you know, your fanciest uh, latte from Starbucks. So, you know, for $5.99 a month, uh, you know, streaming content is a heck of a lot cheaper than paying 80 bucks a month to, you know, your premium cable provider. So when we look at the audience breakdown for Hulu, I think it's interesting, you know, they, they definitely have a um, a, a very premium um, sort of demographic, uh, probably second to maybe the golf channel, but slightly, um, you know, maybe a, a little bit younger. Uh, the average median age of the subscriber on the Hulu platform is 32 years old, uh, an average household income of 92000 per year. Uh, so we're looking at young, affluent um, advertise or, or uh, subscribers here. Uh, the breakdown is slightly skewed towards female, um, dominating 52% of the uh, subscriber market while the males make up 48%. Now, I do think it's interesting that if you look at, so that's, that's the median age, but they really do reach uh, the 18 to 49 is sort of the you know, that represents about 85% of the total, uh, you know, range of, of age demographic information there. So 18 to 49 years old. Now, they currently uh, report that they've got 28 million subscribers. However, what's interesting is they also report uh, 70 million uh, ad supported uniques, um, which basically means and maybe you, uh, like myself, you know, I've got multiple profiles on my account. So I may have an account, you know, my daughter may have an account, 
my girlfriend may have an account and we all watch different content. So, you know, being able to serve ad content uh, in a contextual manner based on the user profile is important. And we'll get into targeting in a minute. But I do think that it's it's interesting when we think about um, that, you know, of these 70 million, uh, you know, ad supported uniques, um, you know, profiles that 25% of them represent either cord cutters or they just have never had TV, you know, cable TV or linear TV, um, you know, as we think of it, which is really interesting. This is their, you know, primary way where they, you know, uh, watch and, and consume video content and, and programming content, whether it's, you know, current TV shows or, you know, syndicated, you know, series of shows, uh, you know, whatever the mix of, of content is. Now, um, I do think it's interesting some of the initiatives that they've done in the past to really help bolster their, you know, uh, subscribers was, you know, they partnered with Sprint. Uh, if you had a Sprint plan, you got Hulu for free. Uh, if you had a Spotify account and had a .edu account, you could get Hulu for free. So, you know, a couple of different sort of, you know, partnerships uh, or collaborations that they've done, you know, with organ other organizations to, you know, really help, um, you know, boost their the, the 28 million subscribers, uh, I think is, is interesting. And, and who knows, we may see additional you know, collaborative partnerships, um, you know, with other entities. So that will be interesting to, to see. Uh, obviously, Huluween is right around the corner. Uh, you know, it's sort of their uh, answer to, you know, um, what is it, the 100 days till Christmas on, you know, one of the other uh, subscriber cable networks. But Huluween is a huge uh, opportunity for them that that's coming up. And so, if you're a brand and you're, you know, wanting to, to jump on the bandwagon and get your brand in front of Hulu subscribers, uh, Huluween is one of their biggest, um, you know, uh, where, where, where you see a real spike in, in viewership and, and content that is consumed. Now, I do think it's interesting that their frequency slightly different from linear TV. It, it's interesting that number one, there's no skip, okay? So uh, unlike, you know, linear or recorded TV, you know, that that's a, a, an interesting thing. Now, obviously, if you're, you know, watching an on-demand program, uh, you know, there's, there's some caveats around that. Um, but I do think that, you know, it's interesting that when you look at, you know, their default frequency, which is basically um, two, um, you know, uh, you can either get two times per 60 minutes or four times per day. That's sort of their default um, frequency. Now, you can, uh, working with your Hulu representative, you can actually modify that. Now, I know that there are some advertisers, you know, really big brands, uh, you know, like Geico, um, you know, and, and others, as I watch Hulu, and it seems like, oh, my gosh, like, if I have to watch this, you know, Geico commercial again, I'm going to rip my eyes out, but, you know, they have determined that. So, you know, they've really bumped up the, um, the frequency there, 
But what is interesting is that while there are the same number of breaks in the program, um, the the length of of these you know pods, if you will, of their uh, you know uh, advertising opportunities, these these ads is half the length compared to you know the traditional three minute um, segment break in linear TV. So. Um, they have done that at least is, is they've cut that back uh, in half. So you essentially have uh, 90 seconds. So another thing that's interesting is, is as an advertiser, you know, whether you want a 14 second or a 22 second, the length of your spot, um, you know, you have a lot of flexibility there. So I do think that is interesting. Now, you know, in this day and age, you know, one of the things that uh, I recently had the opportunity to speak with the Florida State University Advertising Club, and we talked about, you know, this idea of moving away from linear TV, the single spot creative trying to, you know, shove down the throats of the viewers, this one size fits all message. And with Hulu, I do think it's interesting that you can run multiple creative spots at different flights and target specific um, audiences because, when you register for your account, number one, you put in your name, you put in your date of birth, you know, you register this information. Um, plus, they've got partnerships with Nielsen ratings based on some of the information that they, um, you know, from the programming side. But they've also got third party um, partners that are a part of their data set, which would include Oracle, Axiom. Uh, experience. So, I mean, they've got some very good data, which can allow you to segment your message. So I think that offers brands uh, a great opportunity to, you know, create contextual, personalized uh, creative, which matches the platform, right? Because again, your Hulu, you know, ID when you log in and watch your things and recommended for Michael versus your recommended shows, it looks different than mine because of the content, the genre that I select, um, you know, the different shows that I watch, it's going to be different than yours. And so I do like the idea of having a platform that allows you to be able to segment your creative based on your flights. Now, when we really dial into uh, the, the, the targeting so obviously, you know, you have the ability to not only look at some of your uh, demographic information and behavior information, they also offer geo targeting as well. So, I mean, you can get specifically into, um, you know, whether it's a zip code or a specific genre. Um, now, the one thing because of their agreements that they have in place, you can't target a specific show. Uh, but you can exclude, uh, you know, various uh, genres or programs if you don't want your brand to show up on things. So you can use exclusion. So I do think that that does offer brands uh, a little bit of flexibility there. But I like the idea of being able to run like, you know, so you may have, you know, let's say you really have, you know, two or three or four really core buckets you know, uh, of, of, you know, maybe you've got the lower age bracket versus maybe you've got a, 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 a more mature age bracket. You know, maybe you need to re stay in front of the, you know, 18 to 25 year old, but then you've got also, you know, uh, 
folks that might be 49 and up, you know, and you want to be able to have that creative to be able to speak to them in a contextual way about your product, about your services, so that, you know, you don't want to show the same ad creative to the 49 year old that you're trying to reach, you know, for say that 22 year old. So I do like the idea of being able to kind of segment, um, you know, the flights, the targeting, and then of course the ad spend. Now um, you're going to want to make sure that you've got roughly uh, a minimum of 30 K for your ad spend budget. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you need to spend 30 K a month or 30 K over 90 days. In fact, they really don't have a, a specific time frame of what you're going to spend that 30K, but you do need to, um, you know, when you when you set up your, your account and you begin to advertise, they do require a commitment of 30K. So, um, you know, when you think about it, I think, you know, for, for clients that we're making recommendations on, I mean, we're going to be looking at changing out, changing out that creative you know, probably on a 30 to 40 day rotation, especially because we're monitoring that same video content on social and we're looking at the, the, the engagement, we're looking at the data behind what creative is working. Again, this, you know, and we've talked about this on the show, when you're able to, you know, run, uh, you know, video creative on, on the social platforms, especially on Facebook and Instagram stories, and you have the ability to look at the granular detail and look at the segment audiences and see which ad creative is respond. What what content are your viewers responding to the most and staying, you know, and watching for longer periods? And so we're kind of using that as a test run and then being able to leverage that on Hulu. So we've already tested, you know, it's almost like having your A-B test in, in a focus group in the real world. And then when you really pony up for the premium dollars going to Hulu, you're running creative that you already know is going to respond well to your audience. Um, so I think that that is a, a really wise strategy when it comes to how you're going to segment the flights, your targeting and your ad spend. So when it comes to reporting, I think obviously you've got breakdown of, you know, the ad serve versus the ad completion. Now, you know, as they say, um, you know, you can't, um, you know, skip an ad. Uh, however, you could close the account or, you know, you could change the, you know, channel uh, selection or genre that you're looking at uh, and close out that ad. So in the reporting, you're going to get uh, ad served versus ad completion. And the, the way they've got it set up is there, there's the pixel that fires at the last second of your creative that runs. So, and you're not charged uh, against your budget unless they watch until that very last second when that pixel is fired. So there is an opportunity for you to get uh, additional value, if you will, or additional impressions without spending against your budget. Uh, you know, if I shut the, you know, if I turn it off or, you know, if I navigate over to my saved favorites and, and you know, I, I move off of, of the program that I was watching that's got that ad that's being served. So I think that that is, um, you know, worth noting. Now, a couple of things that I want to also sort of bring to your attention is that, you know, when you're looking at, okay, 
what is the premium? What's the CPM that I'm going to spend on linear TV versus what's the premium I'm going to spend when I'm on Hulu? So I think on average, Hulu is going to report somewhere around $28 per CPM. And then there's also some premiums added. So when you add in, um, you know, some of these additional features like, um, you know, geo-targeting, you're going to have an additional 10% premium. Or if you add in some of the uh, third-party data, uh, you know, such as the Oracle, Axiom, or Experian data, when you're trying to do that, you're going to have an additional um, 15% uh, fee to be able to really dial in those features. So you're going to pay a premium, um, but you're also getting in front of people. Like I said earlier, you've got, you know, 25% of 28 million users who have no form of linear TV whatsoever. So you're able to get in front of people that otherwise you may not be able to get in front of. Now, I do think it's interesting when you look at Hulu um, as far as streaming services, you know, I, I think the other thing that's gonna be really interesting is as YouTube TV continues to grow, uh, and, and obviously we know YouTube is the second most searched um, next to Google's own search platform, the amount of video that's being watched on there and their ad platform, um, you know, we know right now that, you know, having an ad run, whether you run YouTube pre-roll ads, which cannot be skipped, but you're limited to 15 seconds, um, is, you know, literally a thousandth, you know, fractions, uh, pennies on the dollar compared to, you know, really this premium streaming service, uh, you know, CPM cost. I mean, you're talking literally YouTube pre-roll where you're paying, you know, four, five, six cents, uh, six cents, 30 cents. I mean, you know, uh, extremely low uh, cost on that platform. But, you know, again, you're, you're looking at a totally different platform uh, in YouTube videos and you're not, you know, competing with distractions like, you know, cat videos and things like that. You're, you're in the middle of, of, you know, prime entertainment consumption, but we'll see how that, how that shifts. I know YouTube is really trying to, um, ramp up its, its premium TV service with YouTube, uh, TV. So it'll be interesting. Guys, I hope this has been informative. I know that, um, a lot of people have asked, Hey, how do I place ads on Hulu? You know, what, what are some of the options when it comes to, you know, the flights, to the targeting, uh, you know, what kind of ad spend do I need to have roughly? So I hope that this has been helpful and informative to you. Uh, again, my name is Michael Wynn. I'm the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Optum Associates. Thanks for tuning in today and have a great day. See you guys next time.